So you are a professional MMA fighter. Correct. How did you get into that? Well, um, since I was a little girl, uh, my dad, he's, he's from judo. He's a master in judo. And uh, he introduced me and my sister uh, to the martial arts. So I started in a place next to my house, uh, training judo. And uh, since that, I started getting loud for the sport. Um, when I was... Uh, 15, I got in Muay Thai, so I started working a little bit of Muay Thai, competing some uh, in-house tournaments, some big tournaments, and then I had a good opportunity to enjoy uh, MMA from my Muay Thai gym, and uh, I started doing Jiu-Jitsu when I was 17, and uh, when, I, when I turned 18, I did my first professional MMA fight in Sao Paulo. It's a big city in Brazil, and uh, since since that, I always knew that I was going to be in the sport. I didn't know like that my life is going to take me where I am today. But uh, I just always keep it working. And um, I had a lot of opportunities open for me. And um, here I am in Ventura. <laughs> yeah. So I know that in Brazilian culture, I know MMA is a big aspect of it, specifically, you know, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah, Brazil, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is, is there's everywhere in Brazil. Yeah, so would you say your Brazilian uh, culture plays a big role in, in your path to oh, MMA? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, I was in Brazil since, since my 21 years old, you know, then I moved to Japan. I had a good opportunity to be fighting there, uh, organization with MMA, with some rules. And then after that, I stayed there for one, one year. And then I came to U.S. to to fight some big tournaments in Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. How did you end up in Ventura? Yeah. So I came here to to U.S. to fight the, the words Nogi in Jiu-Jitsu. You know, then I in, uh, was, I think it was in Irvine. I was a purple belt. Mm. And then I, I met uh, Fringinha. You know, so I got very close to Franginha. He's my mentor. He's my coach. Uh, he's kind of dad for me. So he took me and uh, we started working together. And um, I love him. I love his family. Uh, so since that, I trained at Paragon. I represent Paragon Jiu-Jitsu. And um, we created this relationship as a family. And uh, he helped me activate, uh, achieve my dreams, which is getting the UFC. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, growing up yeah. in Santa Barbara, there's Paragon here too. There's two. There's one in Galita and then one downtown, kind of yeah. by the high school. So I yeah. was aware of Paragon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Franginha, he, when he moved to U.S., he first uh, opened a gym in Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. And then I think Galita, and then they moved to Ventura. Yeah, so, you know, 
you recently joined the UFC. Like you've, I think you've done five fights, right? You started at the bantamweight, I believe. No straw. Is it straw? No flyweight. You started at the flyweight, right? One twenty-five. So uh, I always fought in a nice straw weight, you know, mm-hmm. all my career. But when I get opportunity to fight for UFC, it was in the last call. Uh, it was like three days notice, you know, and it was this opportunity. Oh, you want to get into UFC? We have this. Was in a COVID time, you know, it was a lot of fights getting pulled out, and um, they give preference for everybody that's here in the US. Mm. And um, I get this opportunity to get into UFC, but it has to be in the uh, weight class up. And uh, this girl that I fought, like, <laughs> she's top number one in the yeah. uh, flyweight division. And I say, of course, you know, of course, I want to get into UFC. That's my, one of my biggest dreams and um, fight anybody <laughs> yeah. just to, to get my dream come true. And then, yeah, I fought there. Fortunately, I, did, I didn't win. I couldn't have a camp anything, in anything, but now I fight in my current weight class and then doing pretty good, very successful. Yeah, you're on a four or five win streak since you're, you joined in the UFC and you beat, uh, what is it, Jessica Penne? And she was yeah. one of like the former challengers. She was a champion in Invicta. So mm-hmm. how does that feel as like someone that's coming up and you're already beating people like that? Uh, so Jessica, she's a, a very well known. She's an OG veteran in UFC, big name. So it was a very good challenge for me. Uh, well, that means that me and my team has been working very well. Um, everything's the game plan, working. Everything's working awesome. So. That's mean that I've been doing a very, a very good job and being very consistent. Yeah. And then when you fought, at, uh, I believe, Flyway, which is 125, how did it yeah. feel going against a taller opponent and maybe bigger opponent? Uh, well, I'm not surprised much about uh, her size because I usually train with guys big. Mm. But she's a very high-level uh, athlete, you know, skill-wise and uh, on the striking, you know, that's why she's the top number one, you know. So um, it was very different for me. Uh, she's bigger, of course. So there's uh, the power rise, which is different. But um, I was not scared at all. It just uh, the level. Everybody, you know, gets in that level in the UFC. And she was a little bit, uh, she's more level up than me you know i just got in the ufc and then mm-hmm. i'm challenging this this high level girl big girl you know it's, there's different levels and i'm getting there you know she just higher than me on that time yeah so how do you get to this level of professional fighting what were some of the steps you took to ensure that you would end up at this the best organization in the world right right so um you know you, you always have to have uh, the best people around you, you know, to always keep your folks, always keep you driving in a dream, you know, and, um, and be consistent. I think consistent is the key to get successful, you know, always like working hard, even if you feel like it's not working, you still keep you working. And, um, you know, opportunity is going to come to you if you keep you doing the right things. And, um, you know, like you have the people that, Introduce you to 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 good organizations. They're gonna look at you. They're gonna 
um, invite you to fight. And then there's eyes and like I fought for LFA. So there's big eyes in LFA, especially mm-hmm. for UFC. And uh, they see you fighting and then they like you and then they start to invite you to the big shows. Yeah. And then what would you say is your goal? Uh, is it reaching the belt? Is it, you know, legacy? I do want to, my biggest goal is to leave a legacy. You know, I think getting, of course, I want to get the, the belt, but getting the belt is going to be the consequence of my hard work and, uh, you know, uh, leaving a legacy for new generation, for the young kids that is not just in the fight, but in the life. Like, doesn't matter where you come from, if you keep doing uh, what you love with a lot of love and dedication and have the right people around you, you can achieve anything in your life. Uh, it can be in a sport, can be in your, uh, in your work, and like in anything in, in your life that you want. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've been in the UFC for a few years now, and you're already... Uh, number 14 in the strawweight division and seeing how close you are, although it's like 14, you're still in the, in the number bracket. Um, you know, how does that feel to be so close? Well, I'm, um, in the UFC, I think for two years right now. And, uh, I'm very happy where I am. I think we, you know, we're getting the right fights. Um, uh, we having like very, I have a very smart uh, coach that we prepare very well, uh, for each fight. So, um, you know, I think I am where I'm supposed to be and I'm um, very happy, you know, for everything that I have so far. So I um, feel good and I feel more motivated to keep grinding and keep uh, activating bigger goals. Yeah, that's awesome. So in the media, we see a lot of, you know, UFC puts on like embedded or episode and stuff. What are some stuff that maybe you know, fans don't see, like, in regards to the hard work, some of the struggles, the challenges that that professional fighters face? Well, I think, uh, you know, for me, everybody's different. But for me, which is really hard, is be far away from my family, you know? It gets pretty sad because I'm a family girl and um, all my family lives in Brazil. And uh, they support me a lot. They always support me in everything that I do in my life. And, um, you know, um, be far away from my family every day and just get to see them once or twice a year is something challenge for me. And, um, of course, and then these struggles of the training, like when you get uh, all sore at home for a very uh, hard training and you have to wake up early and do everything again. Uh, And you cannot eat, like, this is something like the TV doesn't show and it's, it's, it's a lot of discipline on that. Yeah. There's a lot of nutrition that goes into it. Uh, would you mind explaining, you know, how you, you entertain that aspect of it? So every athlete's different. Uh, in my case, I'm not the athlete that suffers too much to cut, to cut weight. You know, uh, I'm not walking heavy too. Uh, have a very good discipline daily in my life, you know, to not keep eating uh, things that is not good for me, you know. Uh, of course, there is right time for everything, but daily doing like all my life, not just when I have a fight, I always watch what I eat um, so I can train heavier uh, in a good shape. So for me, I just one month before my fight, I just get 
uh, diet. I just do a diet. I don't have a nutrition. I always been doing my diet since I have been fighting first time, you know, mm -hmm. um, my dad, he's a physical education. So he always, um, helping, help me, uh, eat very well at my house in Brazil. So I know a lot about eating diet. So I just do my own, um, drink a lot of water, I do sauna every night, um, eat healthy, you know, no, never eat heavy foods. Uh, I know eat, eat a lot at the nighttime and um, just keep being consistent on my diet, not sleeping at all on the diet yeah. and, and just end up wake up on my weight. Mm -hmm. And what would yeah. you say is the hardest part of your career? Um, well, I think the hardest part in the career for me, I think is right now because, uh, you know, I'm getting the top 14 and uh, now it's hard because everybody wants to get your spot mm -hmm. and uh, you have mm -hmm. to, to maintain it and improve that you belong to be in the rank and uh, competition is getting higher and higher all the time. And I think that's pretty, pretty hard, uh, you know, to just to keeping improving, improving all the time. So there's no, never time to rest for me, you know. Uh, I want, like to be busy. And I think every fight that I move forward is getting harder because the competition in the level where I am is, is getting, uh, it's getting big. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, you're getting better and better. Like seeing the, uh, yep. I believe, Je Jessica Penny fight where like your your ground game and your stand-up game was like so good. You go in, you take her down, you go in for the armbar and you get it. That was just mm -hmm. so phenomenal, you know? What does it feel like to win? Uh, it feels like uh, job accomplished, you <laughs> know? And uh, it feels good. It feels very good to win. But it also feels like I still have a lot of to work, you know, to improve that. As I, as I told you right now, like competition is getting harder. So I just feel a little bit more pressure and like um, a lot is coming on me, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to keep improving my game and getting better. Yeah. And people, when you tell them you're a professional fighter, how do they react? <laughs> they're like i can't believe it, this little girl such a pretty face can't is fighting <laughs> they don't believe dang that's crazy yeah that must be interesting right because and and also the aspect you only get paid when you fight right so you have to train right. and then and then you only get paid when you fight is that also challenging at times having to maneuver around that well this is a big challenge too because we only get paid when we fight, when we fight and it was, it's so insert because like everything can happen in training camp during, during the fight, during going to the fight because uh, you can get injured and then you don't get paid, you know, like your mm -hmm. opponent can get pulled out and then you'd not get paid, you know, like yeah. uh, there's a lot of things going on that happened with me with Jessica Penny, like when we have, the fight schedule the first time uh, when the day of the weigh-ins uh, she had some uh, issues she mm -hmm. got a little sick because of the eight weight cut and she couldn't fight so I have these all expenses I have to pay my coach um, you know diet uh, food like gyms like driving mm -hmm. gas rent everything and then like 
it's a very expensive camp for me and uh, I don't get paid with that. I'm glad that I have some sponsors that help me. I don't have a lot, but I do have ones that always always with me since day one. So very grateful for them that help me with that. And um, it's very tough. It's very tough, the aspect of managing the money, especially when you're starting, in, starting right now in the UFC, you know, uh, your contract's not that high, you know, more you're moving forward, close to the belt, you're starting to get a better paychecks, but you have to be able to manage your money pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Dang. That is kind of scary. And, yeah. and you are a Brazilian fighter, right? Um, how much yeah. does that mean to you? Because you could, there, in regards to Brazil, there's Amanda Nunes that just retired, Charles Oliveira, yeah. uh, a- Alexandre Pantoja that just won the belt. And he, he, he's the only one right now that has a belt that's from Brazil because of uh, Amanda retiring. How does that make you feel in regards to being Brazilian? Uh, I feel very honored to be, in Brazil, uh, to be representing Brazil because, uh, you know, the biggest champs, biggest names, uh, people, a lot of, a lot of Brazilians uh, got the belt in the past. So I'm very honored to be representing Brazil. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you ever have another option besides fighting that you wanted to go into? Uh. Well, I, I was form. I have a bachelor in physical education um, that I com- complete in Brazil. But um, no, I always knew what I wanted to do. I always knew that I'm gonna be in the martial arts. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that I'm gonna be here in the FC. Of course, I have the goal to be here, but I didn't force anything. Life it just was opened the doors for me, and I'm just taking the opportunities. And now I'm here. Yeah, and you were saying you grew up in Brazil. What would you say are like the cultural difference between the United States and Brazil? Was it a culture shock for you? I'm I'm sure you miss Brazil, so. Yeah, I do miss Brazil a lot. I've been trying to go at least once a year, you know, just see family friends. Uh, no, I didn't go surprised with the culture much. Um, just the weather is a little different, you know. Like uh, when I live in Brazil, I not live close to the beach so i'm loving be close to the ocean you know um that's something that i really appreciate to live right here um but nothing the culture that like whoa that's pretty different for me yeah that is really crazy yeah ventura is right next to the beach Um, yeah um yeah do you have any other aspects of of being a professional fighter that you think others don't see in everyday you know, just like uh, viewing the sport from the outside? Uh, I I feel like that's back to like that I told you, like waking mm-hmm. up pretty early, uh, going going to the bed late, you know, not be able to eat uh, when, in, when you have a fight camp. Uh, those things, I think people don't see it. And uh, some of the fighters, most of them have to manage your two jobs because... In the beginning, we not get paid very well, and it's a hard work. So I think manage your two jobs, training, and get another job to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's f- something that's very, very challenging. Um, some people maybe give up because it's too much, you know? Mm-hmm. So th- those things are kind of very challenging for us. Yeah. yeah, that is very true. I, I've heard a lot of stories yeah. of professional fighters having to have another job on the side. Yeah, yeah. Dang. And 
you know, you you're fighting along these fighters. I believe you fought on the John Jones and um, Cyril Gone card. How does that make you feel fighting with all these, you know, iconic fighters and yourself going into that, you know? Well, I was super happy when I got <laughs> the call knowing that I'm going to be fighting John Jones card. I'm a big <laughs> fan of him, you know, and uh, that was pleasure and an honor to be sharing the same cage as him. So uh, that's something that I'm never going to forget. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. And also, like, getting, how do you feel after you win, right? And then you get interviewed by, let's say, Daniel Corman or Joe Rogan. What does that feel like? Does it feel like you finally, you're, you're there, you know? It was Joe Rogan, yeah. <laughs> well, I think before my fight, I always tried to picture um, the fight and also mm -hmm. the interviews after the win in my head. So I was pretty calm, was not something that surprised me. You know, I already playing my head everything. Um, my dad I'm gonna say or what Jerry Ring is gonna ask me, you know. So I was ready for the for the interview. Uh when you finish the fight, you're pretty hype, you know. So yeah. things there's no time to think, you just tell what comes in your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is your your mo your your style, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I consider myself uh, a grappler, but I'm trying to, to get myself a style that's everything, you know. My style is everything. Um, my, and one of my goals is master all the, all the martial arts, lead to the MMA, so I can be good in every area. So, you know, mixed martial arts, then mixed uh, all the martial arts. So if you want to be a complete fighter and if you want to, uh, you know, get to the belt and remain the belt for a little while, you have to master all the martial arts. So that's my biggest goal. So uh, I came, my background is judo, but um, I'm, I'm trying to master everything. So my style is everything. Yeah. yeah and you showed that in your last fight versus Roberts, right? That was like maybe three yeah. or a month ago uh, around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, and it was a was lot awful, of stand-up. Right? Yeah, you were you were yeah. hitting her, you know. That was crazy. I saw I just saw it, uh well I saw it when it was on the Ilya Tapuria card with uh, mm -hmm. uh Josh Emmett. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dang, and awesome. what would you say is your favorite style of fighting? If you had to just pick one in the sense like, oh, if I were to compete in a jujitsu tournament or judo tournament, which would you want to like go into? Jujitsu. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What what is it about jujitsu that is very appealing? Uh, jujitsu, uh, style jujitsu changed my life because if it was not jujitsu, I think I would never be here in US, and I would never meet the, the people that I met, and I would never have what I have in my life. So I'm very grateful to have jujitsu. So that sport uh, opened a lot of doors for me. I'm always grateful, and I think jujitsu changed people too. So. Jiu-Jitsu, it's hard to explain. When, only when you do, you can feel what I'm saying. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, Jiu-Jitsu for sure. Interesting. And women's MMA has been around a good while, but in the UFC, it wasn't always around. Did you ever feel discouraged to go into this sport? Or were you already at the point when UFC had uh, women fighting in it? No. Uh, can you repeat again, please? Yeah. Uh, so 
uh, women's MMA has been around, but in the UFC, traditionally, when they started and up to a certain point in the late 2000s, there wasn't women in the sport yet. They didn't have a women's division. Yeah. But then, yeah. the, but then they uh, incorporated women like Ronda Rousey is one of the yeah. first ones. Chris Cyborg, Amanda Nunes, yeah. right? Did you mm-hmm. ever feel discouraged at a point when you didn't see them in like the UFC or or higher uh, promotions? Uh-uh. Well, so I actually start watching getting to more UFC because of Ronda. She was a, mm. one of the athletes that I've been sparring a lot um, since I was uh, younger. So I think that's why I was watching more UFC and uh, I was telling to my sister that was watching with me on the couch that one day <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's why I was getting more in the UFC watching her because she also come from judo on her background. So uh, I was Love to watch her. Yeah. And how did your family react? I'm sure you said you've been training all your life. You've been uh, doing the steps, right? But then once you you get into the UFC, how did they react to that? Well, they were were like um, very uh, emotional (laughs) and very happy for me because that's all I've been talking about all my life. So I'm pretty sure they're very proud of me in... um, you know, happy that I'm, you know, um, where I am, not just being FC, but I am in life. So that's most what important for, for them. So see me happy. That's what matters for my family. So, yeah, they were very happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And then in regards to picking a fight, right, is that something your managers take care of? Or is it, do you have any input on who you want to fight? Well, so when you just get into UFC, you cannot pick much, you know, like, yeah. you gotta just get the fight that they, you know, they give it to you because, you you know, you need to prove your, that you belong here. So in the beginning, um, I'm like, I'm still not picking my fights, you know, UFC offer them the fights mm. and I always say yes. So now I'm in a good position, you know. I don't know how, what is going to come right now. So usually after my fights, I talk to my manager. Uh, we come up with a game plan, you know, yeah. for the next fight. And then uh, maybe UFC now that we are top 14, maybe they're not going to send me just one name. They might going to send more names and then mm-hmm. we're going to be able to choose which one we want to fight. Dang. And how long do you have to wait in between fights? Is that kind of up to them when they offer you a fight or are you healing throughout uh, that time? Well, uh, thank God I never got any crazy injuries on my mm-hmm. fights, you know, just a little bit bruised and sore. Um, so, no, I just talk to my manager and I say, I want to fight again. And then they talk to UFC and then we get a fight. Dang. And, and how many yeah. fights a year are ideal for you? Well, I want to fight more as I can, you know, but sometimes it, you... You, you try, but you not get to fight many times as you want because there's a lot of athletes in the UFC and mm-hmm. people want to fight too, you know? So you you get a, there's like weight, you know? And everybody wants to fight. So, uh, you know, if my body's healthy, I'm training every year consistently. Um, I don't know, three, four times, much as I can. <laughs> yeah. And the first time you fought in the UFC, it was in the apex with, I believe, no one there because of COVID. Yeah. Is there is there a big difference between there and fighting in front of an audience? Yeah, that's some different for sure. Like, I think I had a lot of fights in the Apex, and uh, you know, and I have been uh, courting my friends over there too. Mm-hmm. So I already was used to uh, getting uh, to the walking, getting to the cage, all the locker room, all this process. 
So if there's no crowd, there's a good point that you can listen to coach very well. You know, there's no noise in the background. And um, I actually like it, but I feel like I'm, I'm fighting in my gym, you know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just doing, like, a very hard sparring session when I'm fighting on uh, Apex. Yeah. And uh, to get different trainings, do you have to have multiple gyms or you do everything at one gym? No, I do drive a lot here in Cali, you know, looking, I go to look to the best training partners, you know, to the best gyms. Uh, I have some friends that fight in the UFC too, that we help each other. So I do go to LA a lot, like almost every day. Um, I do have my gyms over here in Ventura, but I do go to look for trainings in LA as well. Yeah, and what are some of the differences you've noticed in your career from going from the LF, LFA, I believe, or is it LFC? Mm -hmm. LFA. LFA to the UFC. What was the transition like for you? Um, well, the competition in the UFC is definitely higher, you know. So LFA uh, got me prepared very well to the, to the big show. Yeah. Yeah, in the last two fights in the LFA, you did really well. You, like, put on a statement to get into this. So that was yeah, very impressive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You need to, like, get, like, the matchmakers impressive so they can invite you for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Because there's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And what has been your best experience or memory when, uh, like, from joining the UFC? Well, one of my biggest memory is winning my first fight in UFC because that that one I really can check the box that my dream come true when you do when you do have your first win in the UFC that you're never gonna forget. Um, yeah. It's something unique and it's like it's hard to explain the feeling, but it's it's one of the best feelings ever. <laughs> yeah. And now you're on a four or five win streak. Are you, is, is there ever a fear like, oh, I have to win my next one? Or is just, you just go in there prepared and you already know you're going to get the job done or whatnot? Yeah, I think it's just mental now. You know, there's mm. a lot of mental going on in this game. And um, it's not like the pressure, you know, I just I feel like putting my mind, if I keep doing what I'm doing, keep focusing, have the right people around me, like everything is going to be fine. You know, and just uh, enjoying the process consistently mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, build your confidence in a good level and um, it's nothing can be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to a professional hockey player, right? He's retired now, but he also mm -hmm. said that he said that mental, the mental aspect of a professional athlete is one of the yeah. most important. Do you do anything yeah. specific or is just you already have a strong mental like capacity? Mm, I f no, I do. I think the like the same way that you train your body mm -hmm. and get ready for the fight, you have to train your mind. You know, is I do have on my schedule my mental uh, training. You know, like I talk to myself, I read books, uh, I have a mental coach, I have mm -hmm. hypnosis coach, talk to my psychologist. Like I have a, a, a schedule for work my mind leading to the fight um so that's one of the big thing that helped me too you know uh this is i think the not maybe the most important than the fight i feel said your mental has to be 90 percent because the other like 10 you're already done which is the training but and 90 percent leading to the fight mental it's a lot big especially being the ufc 
it's it's a lot media in my last fight it was some like uh trash talk you know some bad talking to like some uh jokes funny something uh, about you so you got to be prepared to how to take that you know Yeah, and your opponent actually, like a few weeks before the fight, she was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and they yeah. talked about her next fight, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's Tabitha," because I, yeah. I had known you because of like Paragon, uh, you know, mm -hmm. within the community. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and in regards to Fight Week, what yeah. what is that like? Well, Fight Week's super fun. I love it. It's, I think it's one of my uh, favorite parts of the fight is the Fight Week. I do love the fight, but I really love the process, like the training too, you know, going to the gyms, uh, meeting my coach, meeting my teammates, uh, going to work, you know, consist I like to learn. So every training for me, I'm studying, I'm learning, you know. So the, again, when we head to the Fight Week, uh, we, already have, we already have those, everything automatic on my body, the game plan, the combinations. So uh, we just um, keep training a little bit, uh, the game plan that we're going to do. And we have like good energy. So you need to have the right people around you and the fight week to bring good vibes because uh, when you're not eating, you, you know, you're not in a good mood. Um, so you need people to bring good energy for you, you know? Yeah. So, So it's pretty fun, and we have a really busy uh, schedule with the UFC. We have the interviews, um, we have the pictures, we have videos. Uh, there's camera following you. Uh, there's like a lot. Of, there's a lot of fans that come to the hotel to take a picture with you. So yeah, it, it's a lot. <laughs> there's the yeah. press conference. There's the weigh-ins. Yeah, we usually go. Uh, I don't know, one week before the fight so we can get everything done. That's nice. Yeah. So you you mentioned that you mostly stay on weight, but is there any uh, weight cutting process that you do or, or you know, how mu however much you have to cut? That's what I'm saying. I don't have to cut anything for oh, me. Oh, not, not at all? Yeah. Wow. I, I wake up and wait. I just, um, <laughs> yeah, I just go to the sauna every mm -hmm. night. I do like 20 minutes of sauna. And um, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I don't suffer. Like, I don't go to the burritos. I don't do <laughs> yeah. I don't, no. I just, like, drink a lot of water. And then when I get to the fight week, I just, I'm slowing down the water. I only drink when I feel like little sips. And yeah. uh, I'm going to be, I'm was still going to be sweating because I'm going to be training a little bit. And, uh, and I'm going to be still doing, doing the sauna every night. And I'm still not eating much. I'm just eating once a day when I'm the fight week. And then just wake up and wait. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Because yeah. you're like preparing your your body for battle and yet you're you're like not eating that much. So that that must be yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you ever utilize the UFCPI when you're in Vegas? Oh yeah, for sure. I love the UFCPI. They're awesome. Good people. Um, they always help me in my You know, in my PT, uh, that's one of the things that I miss here in through. I have a good PT. So I'm actually looking for a very good one if you know one. No. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I do love to be in the PI. They have everything. They have the sauna. They have the cold punch. They have two cages. Uh, they have amazing facility of strength conditioning areas. So 
Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And for people that don't know, how did you get your nickname, Baby Shark? <laughs> so I have a coach here at Paragomentura. His name is James. And uh, every time that I show up to the gym, he calls oh, the Baby Sharks in the house. <laughs> I think because I'm the girl and the small one in the gym and I'm fighting all those guys, the big guys, small guys, doesn't matter. I'm fighting everybody. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and he calls me Baby Shark. Yeah, that's an excellent nickname. Like yeah. every everyone, uh, like when when they're announcing you, just like the fun they have with it. I remember for one of your fights, I don't know if it was the last one or the uh, Jessica Pennett one. Michael Bisbing, he's like, "Oh, give me a rendition of this song," and it, oh, it was just so funny, <laughs> you know. Like it catches people's ear, you know. It catches, and I do have a lot of cute kids. They're my fans, and I got some very cute emails. Yeah. And holding a baby shark too. I I really love it. <laughs> That's awesome. And I know you're also a teacher, right? Or an instructor at yeah. Paragon? Yeah, I do teach Jiu-Jitsu at Paragon. Uh, I teach the beginners, everybody below six months. And I have two classes in it for advances too. Uh, really love to teach. I feel like teaching for me is like my time to, when I break down the technique, is my time to study the martial arts too. So... I really like to see people improving and getting better and being happy when they, you know, get the technique done or they feel like they're getting better. So this is a very good feeling as a coach. And uh, I do love to take them to the tournaments too and screaming and losing my voice to them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. That cool. Yeah. How does it feel when you see your students win? Oh, it is so cool. Yeah, I can now I can tell how my, you know, I can have the feeling and see how my coach feeling when I'm winning too, you know, or I'm doing good or competing. It's, you know, as a coach, uh, it's a very good feeling, you know, that means that you, you're doing a good job and, and, um, and your students being happy too. So, yeah. And when you finally got your black belt, what was that feeling like for you? Well, so the day that I got my black belt, I was not expecting at all that I was going to get the belt. So when Virginia called me uh, at the phone that I was going to get promoted, uh, I was, I'm a very emotional person. Just, I'm just crying a lot. Yeah. At my, at my old gym where I used to train, they used to hit people in their back with the belt. Oh, yeah, yeah, did yeah, did yeah. they do that to you? Well, in Brazil, we used to do that a lot, you know, <laughs> yeah. but actually here in the U.S., people don't do that much. Oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. That would have hurt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And in regards to your career itself and the career of being a professional fighter, what are some things you would say to people that are thinking of becoming an MMA fighter, men or women, you know? You know, um... Even if you feel like you're not moving forward, keep it going because um, there's a lot of people, you know, working hard. And you, I feel like you, in my head, you got to outwork everybody to get where you want, you know. So if you're busy, if you need to have another job, uh, there's always time. You always can find time for your dream. You know, it can be 4 a.m., 5 a.m. It uh, doesn't matter, you know, like it's all about you. It's an individual sport and it doesn't matter where you come from, uh, your, you know, uh, your social life, you know, you should have a go. Uh, make sure you're going to uh, go until the end, until you accomplish the goal so you you know, in the end, you can tell that you that you did it. You know, even if it doesn't work out, at least your mind is good and you did everything that you could. 
Yeah, awesome. And we're yeah. around 40 minutes, so I want to respect your time. Is there anything else you want to say before you have to go? No, I think we cover everything. That was pretty good. Awesome. Thank you so much again for doing this interview. And I'll email you the link uh, once I post it, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.